Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Would you be the jerk for visually proving that you're not on your period? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for blowing up at my girlfriend who booked multiple trips without telling me? So last year, January, my girlfriend told me for her New Year's resolutions she was going to travel. She'd been talking about wanting to for years. She told me about a trip that she had all planned out and was going on by herself. We just finished studies and started full-time jobs, so we both never really had money to travel before. At the time, I was against it because I really wanted us to travel together. So I suggested and insisted for her to not go on the trip and save and use that money for us to travel together instead, since we couldn't afford to do both. She agreed. However, work got pretty hectic for me and I was never actually able to take my vacation days to go on a proper holiday with her. She never expressed any regret or anger about it to me. It just didn't happen. Sucks, but there's always next year, right? Anyway, fast forward to today, and we were talking again about New Year's resolutions, and she dropped the bomb on me that she actually booked multiple weekend trips for this year already, without saying anything about it to me. I got kind of upset with her, and she casually told me I'm always free to come and we'll still make travel plans together also, like it's no big deal. I told her that's not the point and expressed a lot of hurt and anger about the fact that she booked it without telling me and seemingly didn't care about my opinion at all. Then she in turn blew up on me about last year and the fact that I stopped her from traveling when I knew that was the one thing she really wanted. That before she cancelled, she'd asked me again and again if I was sure we'd go and I promised her we would, which was my freaking intention, and we didn't. So in her disappointment, she decided from then on she wouldn't rely on other people anymore to make her plans happen. Immature, in my opinion, because I'm her partner, not just people. I do get her disappointment, but as I reminded her, it wasn't intentional on my part, like completely beyond my control, and she never mentioned being upset or anything about it before now. I would have been happy to apologize or acknowledge her feelings if she came to me about it. She said she didn't mention last year before because she didn't want to make me feel bad and hold it against me because she knew it was out of my control, decided she was just going to go for it in the future if she wanted something for herself, and that's why she did. So I said, is that how it's going to be from now on then? Like, zero communication? Of course, she isn't required to ask my permission to go, but I think it should be talked about. That's how a partnership works. I especially can't stand how she is convinced she did nothing wrong whatsoever and I'm the total jerk in this situation for blowing up at her the way I am when it's really the other way around. She's reading this with me. Am I the jerk? The problem here is she's reiterating how important this is to her and I'm guessing she probably feels like if she doesn't just go ahead and book it, it might just never happen or OP might have a reason to shoot it down every time. Also, hi. I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, 
Am I the jerk for saying I can't attend my sister's child-free wedding? I, 25, sister, 31, let's say her name's Lisa, is getting married later this year. The wedding is child-free. I'm currently pregnant and at the time of the wedding we'll have a 5-month baby. I asked Lisa if she would come as well, but Lisa said no. I accepted that and told her I won't be able to attend. I don't feel comfortable leaving my young kid with a sitter and my family would be at the wedding. Lisa's pretty pissed off and said I'm trying to act holier than thou and punishing her for having a child-free wedding. She said she wants me to be there and give a speech as the sister of the bride, but I told her I can't attend if I can't bring my baby. She replied some of her friends have kids and they know a lot of trusted sitters and she'll give me the numbers, but I've refused. Mom said she could stay home with the baby while I attend a part of the ceremony and then she'll come and I'll go home but Lisa wants her parents to be there the whole time. I don't know, I'm just looking out for myself and my kid, but I might be a jerk? Lisa's upset that I'm not attending. You're definitely free to have a child-free wedding, but I think if you choose to stay home and watch your kids, you can't really be the jerk for that. Our next story is, am I the jerk for recommending a male midwife? I recently gave birth to my first child. They came a little early and we had to rush to the hospital where we got assigned a midwife. A male midwife, I have to add. He was honestly great. My child was somehow not positioned the right way in my womb to come out, and there was the threat that I would have to get a C-section. But my midwife told me to get into a few positions, like on my knees and hands, to help my child turn itself, and it worked. He was also very calm the whole time, compassionate and calmed me down a lot. Meanwhile, he joked with my husband and in between delivered the baby of another woman before I was ready to deliver my child naturally. It was overall a great experience and I have to thank my midwife a lot. Now, I'm the first of my friend group to deliver my baby and there's three friends who are pregnant as well, but not so far along, all between the third and seventh month with their first child. When we got home from the hospital, we had a little get together after a few days to celebrate the birth of my baby. At this occasion, I talked a lot about my experience with my friends, who were all very curious about it. I also praised my midwife a lot. The thing is, I never talked about the midwife being male, as there isn't really a distinction between male and female midwives in my language. And I also wasn't paying attention as I was excited and talked about the birth, gushing over my baby in between. I recommended the midwife, as in our country, midwives do their service at hospitals but often offer their services pre and post birth as well. A friend of mine asked for the mailing address. Yesterday, she came over and blew up at me. She made an appointment with my midwife and only realized he's male when she and her husband arrived to the appointment to talk about arrangements regarding her own delivery. After the meeting, her husband was elated, was talking about how much he liked this midwife compared to the other ones they've met She had to agree on most things he brought up, like availability, price, and how they clicked. Her husband also said it was a huge plus that they knew for me that the midwife was also professional and knew what he did. She said she still didn't want him as her midwife. Her husband was floored and asked her why. She had to admit it was because the midwife is male. He called her sexist afterwards. She then called her friends who are also expecting and they sided with her husband. That's why she blew up at me. Had she known that the midwife was male, she would have ruled him out right away and wouldn't have even have made an appointment. Am I the jerk for recommending a male midwife? So, I don't think OP's the jerk for recommending somebody who was honestly great to them, but I also don't think I can fault them if they're uncomfortable with the idea of a male midwife. 
there's a lot of intimate scenarios and I could get why you would just be too uncomfortable. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my roommate to cover up if it's cold? I, 22 year old female, live with two other girls in an apartment. I've lived with one for three years. The second girl just moved in over the summer and this is her first winter with us. Over the past few years, we've consistently kept the heat at 67 to 69 degrees Fahrenheit during winter. This may seem chilly, but it's the most affordable for us, and we and our previous roommates have always been comfortable, as long as we dress appropriately. The new roommate tends to dress in shorts, a crop top, and no socks when at home, while we usually wear long pants, socks, and a hoodie or sweater. Recently, we noticed that she was putting the heat up to 75 without telling us, so I gently confronted her and asked her to stop since we can't afford it. She said it was too cold, so I told her that she should wear more when she's home, or she could pay the difference in the higher gas bill. I should note that the temperature was something we talked about when she moved in, and also once it started getting cold. She blew up at me, said I had no right to tell her what to wear or threaten her with a higher bill. I feel I was in the right and so does our other roommate, but I'm curious about the consensus here. This next story is... Am I the jerk for refusing to cut my daughter's hair? My sister-in-law is getting married at the end of the month. My in-laws are paying for the wedding, and as a result, my mother-in-law thinks she has the right to dictate everything. She tried to pull this when my husband Seb and I got married, but we refused her money as we wanted to do what we wanted. All three of my daughters are part of the wedding. Mother-in-law didn't want my eldest two to be a part of the wedding as they aren't Seb's children but sister-in-law wanted them to be a part of the wedding. The girls are 12, 9, and 6. All three girls have very long hair. The 12-year-old's hair reaches her knees, as she rarely gets her hair cut, while the 9-year-old and 6-year-old have waist-length hair. Mother-in-law hates the fact that they have long hair. She hates long hair and wants to get their hair cut. As she's paying for everything, including the bridesmaid's hair, she wants the girls to have their hair cut to shoulder length, which she still thinks is too long but thinks it's a compromise. Both Seb and I have refused to consent to letting her cut their hair, as it's not something they want. They like having long hair. Mother-in-law is threatening to kick them out of the wedding party if we don't consent to the girls having their hair cut. Sister-in-law is telling the other family members that we're trying to ruin her wedding by refusing. Seb has told mother-in-law and sister-in-law to drop the subject as we won't be consenting to them getting their hair cut. And if they continue, we'll attend as guests. This morning, the 12-year-old told us that mother-in-law had sent her a message about her hair for the wedding. In the message, mother-in-law was trying to convince her to agree to getting her hair cut. Otherwise, she wouldn't be in the wedding party anymore. It was a very aggressively written message, blaming me for this issue and calling me controlling. Mother-in-law told her that if she wanted to be a part of the wedding, then she needs to learn to do as she is told. Seb's now told sister-in-law and mother-in-law that because of this message, we will no longer be attending the wedding. Sister-in-law is taken to social media and is complaining that we're trying to ruin her wedding over a little hair trim. We're going low contact with sister-in-law and mother-in-law to protect the children, as I really do feel this was a step too far for me. Am I the jerk for refusing to cut their hair? Honestly, it's more surprising to see a parent that respects the kids' hair choices as opposed to wanting to control their haircut. If they don't want to, and you as the parent don't want to, you're golden. 
Also, if she's going to go around being aggressive secretly like that, she doesn't deserve to have messaging access to your children. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling someone they are the worst person I've ever met? I have a group of friends that I've known since high school, and currently we're all back in our hometown due to the holiday and recess on our universities. I've been out with them a few times, and one of my friends, Dave, brought a friend of his from university, Mark. Mark's a good-looking guy, and has that arrogance of someone who knows they're good-looking. That's fine and not my problem. Thing is, he's got friendly with us quick enough to tell us things that I'd rather not know. Essentially, from what he said, he takes pleasure in going out and making advances exclusively to women who are in relationships, especially married women. Initially, I thought this was some kind of joke and didn't care much. However, yesterday, we went out to a bar to get some drinks, and we were having a nice chat and all. That's when Mark saw a woman with a group of friends who seemed to be tearing up a little. I don't know the situation, but it's not unusual for people to cry in bars when they get drunk. Mark got up from our table like a darn tiger stalking prey and zeroed out on the group. Quickly enough, he was seated beside the crying woman talking to her. 30 minutes later, he comes to us saying he's gonna bail with her. Here's the catch. He told us she had a fight with her husband, and he wanted to swoop in before it was too late. I was disgusted by that sentence. I'll be honest, I freaking hate cheaters, but I will never take the blame away from the third party if they know as well. Not only that, but I couldn't hold myself and told him flat out he was the worst person I had ever met in my life. Absolutely a parasite. As you can imagine, things escalated and I went home. Both Mark and Dave are angry, calling me names from jerk to worse things. My other friends are divided between supporting me and saying I should have kept my thoughts to myself. I wouldn't change what I did, however. Now I'm considering if I should have just kept my mouth shut like people are saying. Anyways, was I a jerk here? And if so, was I the only one? I actually kind of agree that this is almost predatory in a way. I mean, this guy is just looking for people going through hard times that they can quickly get in bed with and then dip. This next story is, am I the jerk for asking husband to sign a lease and closing down joint account? When my husband, 40, and I, 35, got engaged 2021, we both owned our own homes. I pay a mortgage with PMI. He has his home paid off. His home is a lot smaller, half the price, and not as nice to put it nicely. Hubs stated during our engagement that he would move into my house and he would sell his home and put the remaining principal needed into mine to get rid of the private mortgage insurance. I thought this was very nice and was excited, especially because I've been working overtime and on a super strict budget just to get rid of the PMI by the end of 2023. Well, he moved in right away, but no sale. Over a year later, we're married and his home is sitting there empty not for sale or even rent in the meantime. We opened up a joint account, my request, because I wanted to put all of our income together and put both houses in both our names. I've always talked about this, but he's stalled in ever reciprocating any agreement and changes subject. He's refusing to put all of our income together or houses in our names because what if what? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Do one day want to get a divorce? He wants to own his home all by himself and won't have a home to go to and he'll only use the joint account for us to equally put enough money into it each month to pay the new house bills, mortgage, electric, water, cable, etc. One night we were casually discussing this with a friend of ours and he let us know that now my husband can basically own a piece of my home if we were ever to divorce since we pay for everything through the joint marital account, and since he even helped renovate one thing, an outdoor shower project. So whatever money he put into upgrades in the future and seeing what we pay through joint middle count, we'll give him some percent legal interest according to our friend, and jokingly told him, nice move man. Later, I told my husband it's not fair that he'll now have a legal interest in my home, since we now pay for half of my home's bills, what should by now be both of our houses legally if we had agreed to put both homes in our names through a joint marital account, while also 100% owning his home, and it wasn't fair that he went back on his word of selling his home. I told him until he was ready to put our money together and put both homes in our names and make good on his promise, we should not have a joint account that would only benefit him if something were to happen to us. I closed it down and gave him my banking details to pay rent to me each month and attached a lease that I asked him to sign so legally his payments are rent and anything additional is considered a gift. Am I the jerk? This guy had agreed to certain things and now they're clearly having cold feet and it's more than concerning because it doesn't sound like they're truly believing in everything working out. They'd rather just have the house sit there as a what if just in case. How little faith do you have in the person you married? Our next story is, am I the jerk for going behind my partner's back and telling his mother she needs to back off? I, 28-year-old female, have been with my husband, 25-year-old male, for three years. We're currently expecting and due in four months. My husband grew up in a single-parent home. His mother was very unwell, mentally, depression, and bipolar, and she has three other children. Jen, 14, Eric, 12, and Allie, 10, fake names. My husband was definitely used as a co-parent. He was expected to change nappies, to cook, clean, and take the kids to school, even though he was only 11 when Jen was born. And even before Jen, he was in charge of caring for his mother. He did so much for the children that they call him dad, even though he's not much older than them. My husband started working at 16 to contribute to the household. Thankfully, he did well in school and makes good money now. When Eric was born, his mother got therapy, started meds, but currently, despite not being as unwell, my husband still goes over, 
after working a night shift to bring the children to school, do housework, cook, or sometimes we'll have the children spend the week at ours. I've asked and asked my husband to distance himself, be a brother instead and prioritize our family now. He can still see his siblings, but currently he's exhausted because he's not sleeping properly since he doesn't have the time. He wouldn't. I texted his mother saying how unwell he is, he's forgetting to take insulin, not sleeping after work nights, anxious all the time. She needs to back off. She didn't. Husband found out and is currently staying with them, saying he told me no that the children need him and I shouldn't have dated him and married him knowing this. Am I the jerk? In all honesty, I don't believe I am. I think the common sentiment I'm seeing here is, why have both of these people allowed this to go on for so long? Why let these kids suffer in a living situation like this? The next story is, am I the jerk for stopping giving the prior owner of our house, uncle, things he left in the house that we now use after he said he didn't want them? So back in June of 2022, a close friend of mine and I bought a house from our uncle. In 2021, her uncle got divorced and he begged us to move in and help him pay the bills or he'd lose his house. We moved in to help with bills and helped him through his divorce as best we could. In early 2022, her uncle met a new woman, two months later they were engaged, and her uncle moved in with his fiance. At that time, he offered us the house to buy or pretty much get to packing because he was going to sell to a flipper to get out from under the house and pay off his debts. My friend and I took the deal to buy the house. We bought the house at the price he requested, which was under market value, but it's probably more than he would have gotten from a flipper. Once we decided to buy, we started cleaning. We gave uncle three to four months to get moved out and take literally whatever he wanted. After about the fourth month, we bought a dumpster because there was a lot of stuff in the house. We began throwing away all the junk and expired things. The uncle told us multiple rooms he didn't want stuff from because it was all junk, so we would throw stuff away. The uncle left us quite a bit of junk, but the house was basically furnished. Even for two to three months after we officially owned the house, we let her uncle return and keep taking stuff. One day he came with his wife and kid, grabbed a few things and said, I'm done taking things, what's left is yours to do with what you wish. At that point, we thought he was done. Well, he kept asking for stuff and we kept giving it up for another month or so. Then we put a stop to it. Her uncle then cried to my friend's grandma and her grandma made us give up more things. But the deal was that the uncle would let us fix a large kitchen appliance under the warranty. When her uncle came to get what he wanted, we'd place the items in our carport for him to get. He then told us that he was going to walk through the house one more time and take whatever he wanted. We refused to let him in. He called the cops and lied and said he left guns in the house in an attempt to have the cops force us to let him in. We told the cop it was a lie and trespassed him from our property. Her uncle is now refusing to talk to us, refused to come to family events if we're there, and says he won't stop unless we give him more things. Are we just supposed to keep giving him things the entire time we own this house? If he sold to the flippers, which was plan B, they would have sold off everything he left and he wouldn't have been able to keep coming and getting stuff like we allowed. My friend's grandma has yelled at her over this and stopped talking to her a few times. It's been a big deal and it's annoying. Neither of us want to keep giving him crap. He's acting this way because her family has given in to him his whole life because he's a boy so he just thinks we should give him what he wants. 
Am I the jerk for not continuing to just give him stuff he left? And told us he didn't want and we now use? Thanks. 100% you should have cut this guy off a long time ago and put your foot down. When they got the cops involved, that was just a doubling down. You should have definitely stopped there. This next story is, am I the jerk for blaming my daughter for escalating the argument with her dad? Husband John and I are in our 70s, with daughter Lucy and son Adam in their 40s. Lucy has 10 and 6 year old boys, Adam has a 16 year old female, Kira, and a 13 year old male. Some history, Lucy and her dad are very alike and strongly opinionated, though with very different views. He's quite old fashioned and conservative, she is liberal. From her teens to her 30s, both of them fought a lot, intentionally needled each other, and never let a comment from the other pass. Since then, things did calm down and they were more tolerant of each other. Sometimes he says things and she rolls her eyes but lets it go. Lucy and I do generally get on well. Adam just did whatever he wanted and ignored everyone's opinion and never engaged in arguments. Kira seems to be growing up like her aunt. They're close, by the way. Kira just had her nose pierced. I'm not keen, but kept quiet. John said he didn't like it and a few other comments and upset Kira. She argued and said that she was getting tattoos when she was 18. He hates tattoos on women and thinks it'll stop her getting a job and told her so. Adam then basically told his dad to shut up and it ended. Lucy wasn't there, but John told her about the row when we next saw her. Gave his opinion and told her Kira was just like her. She doesn't have facial piercings or tattoos. He meant in personality. Lucy said she was pleased Kira was her own person and could stand up for herself and she could do what she wanted with her own body. She also said it was a compliment if he thought they were alike because Kira is great. Then Lucy said she was thinking about getting a tattoo herself. I'm sure she doesn't mean it because she's scared of pain and why would she at her age? But talk about throwing a hand grenade. They had a big argument, the first like this for years. I ended it by asking them to agree to disagree, and they did stop it, but I know you'll be going on about it all evening when she's gone home. Before she left, I told her I was annoyed she'd escalated the argument, and she could have just compromised and let it go. She was angry and said that I knew that she'd let things go for years and she'd have done that to keep the peace, but she couldn't let his views about Kira go unchallenged, and why wasn't I also defending Kira, and why was I blaming him? I said I blamed both of them, and she made it worse by making up that she was getting a tattoo, and she ominously said, making it up? Really? We parted on bad terms. We've never ever done that before. Usually she brushes things like that off. She knows what he's like. He has strong opinions, but he's not hateful or bigoted and he loves his family. I'm hurt that her principles seem more important than her family relationships. But wondering, am I the jerk for blaming her for escalating it? Why is this only ever about her principles and never about anybody else's principles? I think very clearly both sides have much differing opinions on what's acceptable, what seems right, and those principles. You're trying to paint Lucy and her principles a villain just because she defended them and they don't agree with them. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister my son doesn't have to attend every party he's invited to? My son is 8 years old. He's had some trouble with a few of the kids in school being mean to him, excluding him, etc. I actually had regular contact with the last two teachers because of this. They would run into a problem with other kids being mean and because he's so quiet and doesn't speak up a lot, they wanted me to know. 
He does have a friend and the two of them have the sweetest little friendship, but he's not really close to anyone else in his class and there's kids he's afraid of. In saying that, the school has a rule that all kids in the class must be invited if party invites are handed out inside school. I've never forced him to attend them. This has become a problem with my sister, my niece's best friends in my son's class this year. She's one of the kids who have been far less than kind to him, but this girl also has a tough life per my sister and has her own trouble with kids being mean to her. My sister was angry when the girl's guardian told her that we had let her know that our son would not be there. She told me it was teaching him a bad example by not getting him to go to every party he's invited to. I told her I never would parent him that way. She told me that you should always teach your kids to rise above and show kindness even when it might not be shown to you. I told her that's fine if she wants to do that, but my son's already quiet and reserved and has trouble. I'm not going to destroy any self-worth he has by forcing him to attend parties for kids who are mean to him and go out of their way to do so. I told her the girl in question has not been kind to my son, and while I sympathize with her having a rough life, my son doesn't need to be there for her after everything. She called me a bad parent. I told her that she doesn't get to judge me for making a different decision to her, and I pointed out that our parents never forced us, and that if they had... She would be bitterly resentful today seeing as she still hates a number of the people from her class. She told me that I was failing as a parent and she called me a jerk for being cold and not seeing her side. Am I the jerk? This next story is, am I the jerk for pulling my pants down and showing my husband my underwear after he insisted that I was on my period when I wasn't? My husband has a habit of blaming my behavior slash reaction on my period For example, when we argue, he would say, I won't argue anymore since you tend to act crazy when you're on your period. Or even say, I know you didn't mean to do or say that, but couldn't help it since it's that time of the month for you. It's so irritating and it prevents me from being allowed to express myself. It happened again last night at the dinner table. We had an argument about him forgetting to fill my car with gas after he used it. And when I expressed my frustration, he said, We won't talk about this now since you appear to be on your period. I said I was not on my period and that this was just me feeling frustrated with him. He insisted he won't talk about this then and insisted he won't hear what I had to say since I was on my period since I was being irrational during the argument. I snapped and had enough, so I got up, stood in front of him while he was still eating and pulled down my pants and showed him my underwear. He made a grossed out face and shouted, that's nasty, I'm eating my darn dinner, dang it. We've had a full blown argument and he said I acted horribly and ruined his appetite by pulling that nasty move. He told me to grow up and stop being spiteful over nothing. He keeps saying that I grossed him out during dinner and made him go to bed hungry. Am I the jerk? Did I overreact? Is this guy putting on a performance here? I mean, first of all, let's put it this way. I would hope and expect that if you're in a relationship where you're husband and wife and you do what OP did here, your reaction regardless wouldn't be, ew, that's nasty, I'm eating dinner. Seeing your partner in underwear is enough to make you go to bed hungry? This dude kind of sounds a little awful and sounds a little performative, willing to give up on his own dinner just to try to prove a point and be right. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or, if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.